Hello and welcome to WMQ&A, the official podcast of the WMQ Comics website. I'm your host, Dan Grote. This week's guest is Carla Pacheco, the writer on Marvel's upcoming Spider-Woman series. You may know Carla from her backups in uh, Rick and Morty, her Punisher Acts of Evil annual, or her recent Fantastic Four 2099 one-shot, where she creates a new FF and then kills them. Uh, Carla is awesome. Uh, This is some of the most fun Matt and I have had with a creator guest, and uh, I hope you have just as much fun listening. Uh, Big thanks to friend of the show and uh, WMQ's chief Spider-Woman correspondent, Christy Edelman, who hit us with a number of the great Twitter questions we got for this episode. Uh, It's a longer interview than normal, so we're going to take a break this week from our D&D adventure, Troubleshooters and the Jewel-Encrusted Bunny of Destiny, but we should be back next week to wrap that story up, and Matt and I still have some 100th episode Twitter questions to get to, so more goodies ahead. Speaking of goodies, man, we have got scads of them over at WMQComics.com. Scads! Uh, (laughs) This past weekend, we debuted a potential new regular feature, Why Will?, in which our own Will Nevin answers reader questions. uh, Everything from which of the original five X-Men correspond to which of the mother sauces to why isn't USB-C the standard? Uh, We debuted a piece from a new writer to WMQ, Chris Jensen, uh, who looks at Boom Studios' once and future through the lens of Arthurian legend. Uh, Matt Lazowitz's most recent bonus reading is a tribute to the late Dwayne McDuffie, uh, and Joshua Bermont drops an amazing Q&A with writer Christopher Cantwell that explores the themes behind comics like She Could Fly, Everything, and The Mask, and how they relate to his uh, personal struggles with uh, mental health and uh, everything else. Uh, it's great stuff, and uh, I couldn't be prouder of the group of writers we've got here at the old uh, WMQ Corral. Uh, hopefully, if you're someone who likes writing about comics, you'll drop us a line at uh, wmqgrams at gmail.com and say hi. Uh, and if you think what we're putting out there is worth uh, a buck or two a month, you'll consider backing us on Patreon. Uh, but for now, here are me and Matt and Carla. Uh, so, so Carla, I wanted to start by talking about one of my favorite things that I saw on Twitter recently and the moment that I knew we were all going to get along just fine. And uh, <laughs> that is when I saw the uh, meme that you had posted earlier this month that combined Star Trek The Next Generation with Corner Shop's Brimful of Asher. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not just a writer. I'm also a very talented uh, Photoshopper uh, <laughs> of sorts. Uh, yeah, you know... If, if if you can't combine uh, some really deep cut '90s uh, Star Trek: The Generation Next Generation with a uh, you know corner shop into a really stupid meme, I I, I really you know it's it, it's just kind of my deal. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, that was a lot of people's 1997s just watching MTV2 and falling behind on Voyager. <laughs> like on a, honestly, uh, like I like I think I said in the original tweet, like this would have killed in the late nineties. Darmok <laughs> <laughs> uh, isn't that deep a cut. That's a pr- or maybe it, it's maybe it is that deep a cut, but just not to the people I hang out with. That's... So I mean, so so here's the thing: I was a radio DJ uh, from ninety five to two thousand six. Like I was an alt rock radio DJ for all of that time. So that was basically like my entire deal, and it only took me, you know, 15, 20 years to come up with that uh, joke. So, you know, I, sometimes it's a it's a long burn. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to play the long game. Um, yeah, 
<laughs> it's all building up to this. <laughs> I didn't, you know, there wasn't Twitter back then. <laughs> you had to shit post via uh, AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah, I, I just had to whisper this shit into a seashell and toss it into the ocean. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, oh, ninety-five man, to a lot of deep cuts. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> deep cuts. <laughs> ninety-five to oh six, though, man. That's a that's a real uh, that that's some sea change shit. Uh, working radio it, at that point. It it was it was it was definitely uh, yeah it was a it was a radio DJ uh, started out in the Quad Cities, uh, which is uh, Davenport and Bettendorf, Iowa, mm-hmm. and Rock Island and Moline, Illinois, and then uh, was a radio DJ in Chicago for a while. Uh, hosted some open mic nights. Was the producer on the local show. It, Q101 in Chicago. So I I was a I was a DJ at a fairly major station in Chicago for a while and then I just left it all behind to write comic books. <laughs> actually, I, actually I I didn't even do that. I I left it all behind. I was writing comedy for uh National Lampoon and Cracked and uh some like my own website and stuff like that and then at some point uh couple years ago i decided man comics looks like they'd be a good time i'm i'm gonna do that and here i am spider woman hooray yes <laughs> hooray indeed um, this, this is this this is everyone else's career trajectory right <laughs> this is ra- how ra- radio this yeah is, <laughs> this is how it works mm. Sure. Ch- Chip Zdarsky did like a late night uh, smooth jazz talk show, I believe. In the uh... <laughs> Jerry Duggan wrote a bunch of comedy before, he... so yeah, it's it's there, there is precedent. I mean, there was also like at some point in there, I was like a body piercer and a burlesque performer. So yeah, you know, the the typical career trajectory. <laughs> It's a, it, it, a, a Jill of all trades. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, it, as the uh, kind of speaking to the comics part of it, you know, what were some of like, you know, the earliest comics that you remember reading when you first got into them? So uh, I, I was actually old school X-Men fan. Like there was a point where I actually went in a single summer and read every single X-Men <laughs> Wow. From from uh, the beginning, like very very beginning Claremont mm-hmm. stuff, uh, all the way through the nineties, <laughs> and and all the crossovers in about three months. And, and you walked away from that and still wanted to read them. And still wanted to read them. Still wanted to write them. <laughs> so uh, actually, at that point, I wasn't even wanting to write them. I just really liked comics and I really liked X Men. Um was also really old school like i just i loved catwoman i basically i just i lo- any anything with the uh the man catwoman and x-men you know that was that was kind of my deal it was just uh characters that i really really related to really gravitated towards and uh i just had a really strong feeling for those um but then also got super hardcore into uh, a lot of Warren Ellis stuff and uh, like uh, Transmetropolitan, still probably my favorite comic series of all time. 
Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it two weeks in a row with someone who said that, or is it <laughs> two in the pa- at least two in the past month? I mean, it's not like uh, you know. <laughs> Have you read this obscure Warren Ellis series? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. This isn't fell or two step. Have you, have you heard of this thing? Uh, no, it's uh, well, especially like me coming up through radio, media, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Tran- Transmet just really like that hit for me, and it was it was the type of comedy I was doing uh, with the comedy essays and the stuff for Crack and stuff like that. So just that Hunter S. Thompson kind of deal. It just uh, yeah, that did it for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, curious in that vast swath of, of uh, X-Men reading that you devoured over uh, a period of 90 days. You know, <laughs> uh, were there any particular, you know, I mean, obviously there's the greatest hits like like Dark Phoenix, Days of Future Past, all that, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. You know, what what were sort of like the little moments or, or, or characters or individual stories that, you know, kind of stuck with you? Uh, I mean, like, uh, Days of Future Past was obviously a big one. Uh, there were, uh, like, obviously when you're whipping through stuff that fast, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes uh, things don't necessarily stick around as long. Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> but uh, uh, Nightcrawler, uh, for sure, was, like, a lot of the stuff with Nightcrawler always hit me. I, like, tying this into, like, Spider-Woman. Mm-hmm. The characters that have always stood out for me, the ones that I really gravitated to, were the ones that felt kind of outsidery. Okay. Um, characters that had a sense of humor that had. Uh, I'm trying to even. Uh, characters that have kind of like this strength to them that they're obviously covering up huge amounts of trauma. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but then going forward and, but always kind of holding something back a little bit, like their relationships don't really quite, like, even when they've got good relationships, they don't necessarily, uh, like give themselves all the way to it. I don't know. Am I am I am I getting too uh, sappy here? No, not at all. <laughs> um, but obviously, obviously, Wolverine <laughs> like was always hardcore. I was always a hardcore Wolverine fan. Um, it, probably same issues. It's I mean, so so many comics were basically created because of the creators felt like outsiders. Mm-hmm. And it, and I think that's why comics has, like, so many comics have uh, resonated so much throughout the years is that feeling of, oh, I relate to this. Like, I relate to feeling like I can't quite fit in or, I, you know, I'm trying to put, like, a happy face on stuff or I'm trying to be funny even as I'm blowing a bunch of shit up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, and that's definitely what uh, the new Spider Woman's going to be. <laughs> Perfect segue. So uh, this is yeah. So you've got you've got Spider Woman coming out in March uh, from Marvel uh, with Perry Perez on art. Uh, this is uh-huh. this is your first ongoing at Marvel, correct? Yes, yes, it is. It's uh, it was 
when they first asked me if I would be interested in uh, putting this together, uh, I, I honestly, I, I did not realize it was going to be as important to other people as it was to me. <laughs> um, for me, I was just like, oh, because I, I always loved, uh, like, I, I really loved Bendis's uh, use of Spider-Woman in the Avengers and mm -hmm. his origins with it. Uh, and so I always really liked Jessica Drew. I just I just thought she was a fantastic character, really loved her. Um, so when they were like, oh, you know, do you have any interest in uh, pitching for a new Spider-Woman uh, book? I, in my mind, for some reason, I thought it was just like, ah, oh, I'm just going to get to do like a little, little mini series. It'll be fun. Um, did not realize it was going to be as big as it, uh, like, I, I didn't know there were going to be, uh, what, 26 variant covers? <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was news to me. <laughs> that, that, that's a number one with some muscle behind it when there's a, uh, an alphabet's worth of variant covers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they, they're all amazing. Like I, I, I've been so astounded by the reaction uh, to people excited about seeing Jessica Drew come back and having her own book. And so it's been really, really exciting. Um, I'm really happy with what we've come up with for her. Um, when they approached me about it, it they, they wanted to take Jessica Drew in a, a direction that she hasn't really had before. Mm -hmm. And... I was very excited about that just because I feel like they were like, ah, oh, you know, she's had so many origins, <laughs> honestly, at this point. Um, and they're like, but a lot of them haven't really stuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I was able to like, I'm not retconning anything. No <laughs> one's, nothing's being destroyed from her history. Uh, Nothing that she is right now is just being ignored. Uh, but I'm kind of taking the character in a direction where, well, basically, just what happens when Jessica Drew uh, doesn't feel like she can rely on anyone and she doesn't really want to be around all of her friends right now. <laughs> um, and the answer to that is, well, she she blows a lot of shit up. <laughs> that's that, that's a good time <laughs> yeah it's a uh, no it's just we're, we're just we're we're doing like a really big over-the-top book uh, you know in series that i think is just it's staying true to the character but also just having a lot of fun with it and just going balls out with the action and uh and like I said, it's it's still it's important to me to stay true to the character because I do think she's very relatable in the in someone who's overcome a lot of really terrible stuff and has tried to kind of build a new life out of it. But sometimes when you uh, I don't know it's a sometimes you still have to actually go back and deal with all of that shit <laughs> mm -hmm. so she's about to go back and deal with a bunch of shit that she hasn't dealt with before okay yeah uh, now you know obviously this is a book that's not out yet 
uh, <laughs> you know, just going over, going through all the questions people were posting on Twitter today, <laughs> there are a lot of things people want to know that, you know, they can't know yet because the book's yeah. not out and they got to find yeah. out for themselves. So yeah. what I want to know is, what are the things you've been saying to people to fuck with them who go looking for spoilers? <laughs> I, it's a, when the book was announced, every, like, I, I wasn't expecting the Twitter reaction <laughs> that I got. <laughs> uh, I, I, I uh, bless all of my, my spider babies. They are fantastic. And I love their enthusiasm. And they've been like, I, I was not expecting such a huge and enthusiastic welcome Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been very, very lovely and very, at times, overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> Your love is scary. Um, <laughs> but it's also been great just because I, I found out exactly how much this character meant to so many other people, too. And so, yeah, I've been fucking with him a little bit, but... Um <laughs> 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 uh, a lot of times, uh, well, I, I, I guess the the biggest example would be uh, when the when the book was announced and they mm-hmm. uh, announced that amazing cover, uh, the UN cover with uh, the original costume. Yep. And and about half the reactions were, "Oh my god, I'm so excited to see the old costume back!" And about half the reactions were, "Oh no, but I love the old costume." Meanwhile, I'm just sitting there going, hey, you're all about to be really pissed off at me. Because uh, we got a whole new one. Uh, I love the new costume, though. Like, I feel it really works for what we're doing with the new series. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, that's who Jess is in this moment. And it doesn't mean that either of the old costumes are gone forever. It just means this is what's what she needs right now and you know it's like like a, like if i was a superhero i'd want more than one costume like that that stuff get that stuff gets manky you, you need to be able to swap stuff out <laughs> yeah it, exactly none of us is homer simpson wearing the same white polo shirt and uh blue pants every day <laughs> i mean i'm wearing a hoodie footy right now and it's fine um but yeah so when everyone was like Oh, I love this costume. Oh no, I love the old one. I'm just like eh, secrets. Uh, <laughs> and a, a couple people caught on that uh, that there was probably going to be a change. But I, I like I like I said, I I love the new costume. I think the some of the variants that have the new costume are just fantastic. And what Perry is doing uh, with Jess in the new costume is fantastic. Um. And again, I, I just I, I feel like it it suits the character in the moment. Um, but there've obviously been a lot of people, and like you were saying, the uh, the questions people were asking on Twitter um, about, oh, is so and so going to be here? Is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? And most times, I'm I'm just like secrets. <laughs> uh, I described it once. It was like if I don't respond to you or if i don't say yes or no it's it's one of three things uh it's either yes it's gonna happen but i can't tell you yet no it's not gonna happen but i can't tell you yet or three i have no fucking idea (laughs) (laughs) 
we're just getting started. <laughs> it might. Um, but yeah, so it's obviously a lot of people have their own hopes for Jess and what's going to happen in the series. Many of them will be disappointed. <laughs> but I, I, I hope that what we're doing with it that they'll still be excited about because again, it's, it's important to me to stay true to the character, mm-hmm. but everyone's going to have their own version of Jessica drew. I've, I've got mine and I'm writing her with all the love in my heart and that's all I can do. Absolutely. Um, you know, with, with regard to the costume, obviously you knew it was coming uh, <laughs> when it was announced, but like, was it sort of like, was the costume changed there from jump or, or, you know, when did that kind of it, come it, into the picture on your it, end? It, it was from jump. Uh, it was known from the beginning that, uh, that they were going to do a new costume. I, I honestly, I think they might've already been working on a new costume before I was even approved as the writer. <laughs> um, cause they did ask, uh, I believe, I don't know if I'm telling tales out of school here. Uh, other uh, writers were approached uh, for pitching for the new series. Hmm. Um, I was I, I was actually literally in the uh, I was camping. I was doing dispersed camping for two weeks in the middle of the Arizona desert on a mountain uh, when I got the you know when I was asked if I wanted to pitch for the series, and I was like, well, yeah. So I, <laughs> uh, I went down to a little mining town in the middle of Arizona and stole Wi-Fi so that I could send in my ideas for Jessica Drew. But they, they wanted to go with a, I guess, the, the, their main thing was uh, Marvel was interested in taking Jessica Drew in a new direction. Mm-hmm. Uh without leaving everything completely behind, but also getting to see her in a way that we haven't really gotten to see her, of getting to see her bigger and badder and just kicking massive amounts of ass and just kind of doing some big over-the-top action and stuff. And so I was really, really excited about that and came up with some ideas, got to... The editorial team on this has been amazing, Uh, Jake Thomas and Lindsay Kohak, uh, like we've just been spitballing ideas back and forth. And every time I come up with something that I'm just like, wow, that is stupid. Uh, they're like, yes, that's amazing. It's like, oh, yay. <laughs> um, so it's been a lot of fun just coming up with ways to really, really explore like we do dig into her origins, mm-hmm. but it's not just going back and we're doing a new origin story. It's taking elements of all of those and just kind of blowing them up and expanding them. And I think that's that's going to be something that's hopefully it's fun and accessible for people who've never read Spider Woman. But it's a lot of. Easter eggs and fun callbacks for people that have been the hardcore fans all this way. That's great. And uh, I I like that even the origin involves blowing stuff up. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
it was funny because I, I keep saying just like like when the book was announced, all I could say at that moment was helicopter explosions. Lots of helicopter <laughs> explosions. And then Chip Starsky was like, I can't believe you actually put a helicopter explosion on the cover. It's like helicopter explosions. <laughs> <laughs> to, to helicopter first of all you can't go wrong with a helicopter explosion helicopter explosions are great you the, can't a, the only thing the one thing that might be better is when uh, in a movie when the mac truck flips forward end <laughs> over end and then explodes <laughs> while so, your hero is walking away not looking at it yes uh well we can't do that in the first issue because she's on a boat but there might also be boat explosions you know, this is top secret, but maybe boat explosions and helicopter explosions all in issue one. I'm just saying, perhaps. I, I will take explosions by land, air, and sea. So. <laughs> and and so, space. Yeah. Well, no, I did that. I already did that in space because I put Punisher in space mm-hmm. with J. Jonah Jameson and <laughs> then blew up a whole bunch of stuff, too. Oh, we will get there. Oh man! Anyway, if you haven't figured it out yet, even though this is my first series, I for Marvel, I I obviously have a theme. (laughs) (laughs) Carla Pacheco, can I blow shit up? Yay! (laughs) It's all you need on the business card. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I'm just gonna put. I I need to get new business cards anyway. I'm just gonna put like an explosion behind it. That so, that's perfect. So, so actually, real quick. Yes, so please. The, the joke about helicopter explosions is uh-huh. because I have always made a joke about when writing comics. If you don't know what to do, speedboat chase or helicopter explosion. Um, and then, uh, then you just write your way out of it to figure out how you got to the speedboat chase or the helicopter explosion. But it solves all of your like. There is no writer's block. There's only, where am I getting to the helicopter explosion? So if you read any of my previous comics, Mm -hmm. you can see there are several helicopter explosions and or speedboat chases. Um, And that's always previously the point where I got stuck and I needed to figure something out. And I would just throw in a helicopter explosion. So now, now you can see all the points where I was an absolute hack and didn't know how to get out of a plot hole that I wrote myself into. But if you go through, even starting in Gwynpool Holiday Annual, where I wrote Pantsgiving, the first time I put Punisher in hot pants, uh, there's a helicopter explosion. (laughs) I mean, listen, we got six Mission Impossible movies that way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it, as far as I'm concerned, it never gets old. And by the way, thank you for writing that issue. I just, in doing my research, <laughs> I remembered that, that that you had a hand in that. And uh... <laughs> I, so that was that was my very first uh, story I ever wrote for Marvel. And they asked me, "Hey, do you have any interest in writing a story for Marvel?" It's like, <laughs> yeah, uh... <laughs> <laughs> kind of. That'd be cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Uh, After I ran around my boat screaming. uh, I live on a boat. Sorry. Uh, And uh, 
they were like, okay, yeah, you can use anyone from the Marvel Universe <laughs> in this story. You just need to make up a fake holiday. It, well, oh, I, I couldn't use uh, Santa Claus <laughs> or, I think, Gwen or Deadpool at that time. I, I still kind of put them in anyway, except for Santa. Um, and at that moment, I'm like, holy shit, like, wow, I can write anyone in the Marvel Universe. So like, oh, and Fantastic Four on the moon and Wolverine's dead. It's like, okay, okay, work. I can work with that. That's fine. Um, and so part of me is going, okay, this this might be my only chance to write for Marvel. I don't know if they'll ever ask me again. So I should... What if I like brought up some really old school character, like a deep cut, and I could make it like a whole new thing, and maybe it'll get its own series? And I was like, or I could write Punisher fighting Fin Fang Foom. <laughs> Everything is better with Fin Fang Foom. It really is, especially Fin Fang Foom at Christmas, because there are Christmas. multiple Fin Fang Foom at Christmas stories. Mm -hmm. What was funny is uh, the editor I was working with, she didn't realize I was friends with Christopher Hastings and Ryan North, and who were also doing stories for that book. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, Christopher Hastings <laughs> was uh, because Gwenpool, but Ryan North was also doing a story for it, and he had had Fin He was like, oh, I'm putting Fin Fang Foom in mine. I was like, oh. But what was great about it is the three of us were able to all coordinate our stories, which you so rarely get a chance to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, okay, what are you doing with yours? I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to have uh, – he's like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have Miles Morales basically beating the crap out of him. He's like, okay, great. I'll, when he shows up in mine, he, I'll have like a little bit of web hang off his ear and he looks like he's had a, kind of a kind of a bad day. And so that's like the reason why I had the line of, this has been a very challenging day. <laughs> <laughs> was because I was able to coordinate with Ryan on that. And that was, that was awesome. Um, and so we were kind of able to put all those stories together. But, I mean, you know, I made up Pantsgiving uh, because of Fin Fang Foom, who wears tiny purple shorts. Uh, but I basically just made it so that I could have a full-page splash of the Punisher wearing hot pants. And I regret nothing. Nor should you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, also, I totally bought... Uh, I, I bought the original page from Oscar Oscar Belzdua who did the uh, art for my short on that I basically wrote that entire story just so I could buy that that page <laughs> of the Punisher and Hot Pants it's, I, I'm staring at it right now it is glorious <laughs> but anyway and then uh, then when I get you know, when they were stupid enough to let me do other stories, uh, I, I again immediately put the Punisher in hot pants. <laughs> I, he's listen. If he's boxers or briefs, we, <laughs> trust me. I, I've been the, really the choices made. <laughs> I, I've been so specific on art. Like most scripts, like you're giving notes back of like, okay, well, you know, I need. Need a bigger action scene on this. I need this. I was like, Punisher has rugby thighs for days. 
<laughs> true. It's true. He does. He does, and it's very important that these be pointed out. Um, you know, it's, I, I, I honestly, somehow I feel, I, I, I'm just getting away with something. <laughs> These are all. These are all for me. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, listen, they say write what you know. Yeah. Punisher and hot pants. Punisher and hot pants. <laughs> and helicopter explosions. And hel- Punisher and hot pants and helicopter explosions. The Carlo Pacheco brand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it could be up there someday with Chris Claremont and bad accents. So yeah, you know, Liefeld's feet. Like, know what? <laughs> <laughs> Now what? We got a thing and we're sticking with it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, pouches was already done, so yeah. I'm going with hot pants. There we go. <laughs> and and helicopter explosions. Hot pants and helicopters. <laughs> yep. Uh, so uh, we got a lot of reader questions. Uh, when we put the call out on Twitter today. Probably uh, the most we've gotten for a creator guest. Uh, a lot of them <laughs> were variations on a theme. Uh, a lot of them, like I said, we're fishing for spoilers, wanting to know about Roger, who's yeah, going to be yeah. in the book, etc. So we tried yeah. to weed out the ones that were asking for spoilers. But mm-hmm. if any of these questions feel like they're approaching spoilers, you have our explicit permission to lie to us. Well, uh, I'll, oh, I'll, I'll either lie or I'll just do secrets, which <laughs> which means either yeah or yeah or <laughs> Which means all the answers. Exactly. Uh, also, there are some weird, completely non-comics questions in here, and you can yeah. do with those what you will. Uh, <laughs> pass is an acceptable answer. So. Um, I, I'm, yeah. sorry for, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize to you guys in advance for all of my people on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, no apology necessary. Uh, no, let me let me let me tell you. I, I you know when I started seeing all the questions roll in, and especially when I started seeing like the random questions that had nothing to do with Spider Woman or anything, I messaged Matt and I was like, Matt, this episode is going to be a lot of fun. Buckle in. <laughs> and um, I laughed maniacally in the best way. Welcome to the Carla experience. <laughs> Hope you survive the experience. Few people do. (laughs) All right, so I'll start this off. Um, Hit me. If you had a lunch date with Jessica, where would it be, and what would each of you order? (laughs) Wow. Uh, I'd say sushi, but she'd probably do, like, all the cooked stuff. Like, I'd be getting the, like, octopus and... uh, uh, Anagi, and she'd be like getting the um, like a rice bowl with she she Jessica would definitely get the uh, like the teriyaki bento. Uh, mm. So you get a, you get a California roll, but it's still all cooked stuff. It it seems adventurous, but not not too crazy. She doesn't really trust uh, raw food. I'm guessing that okay. I, I'm completely talking I'm going to ask here but sure <laughs> let's go with that <laughs> okay. but we but we would also both go through like six pitchers of sake so mm. it'll be fine then we'd go then we'd go hit people <laughs> is she good with chopsticks yeah no she's awesome with chopsticks of course okay. um, 
next up. Are, are there certain things you feel like you have in common with Jessica? Oh, yeah. And so, I, like, without showing my entire ass, which I'm totally about to show my entire ass, uh, I, I'm kind of writing Jessica as myself. <laughs> uh, no, I, d- I definitely think there's always been... There's a... One of the things that most attracted me to the characters, there's a certain loneliness to her, I think. Mm-hmm. Even when she's got everything going well, she's always holding back a little bit. And that's where, like, with the series, kind of blasting that off. And she's going to have to get into that kind of core of anger that I think is deep down. And that's, that's all stuff that I relate to really hard. It's it's someone who's built a built built a a she she's kept her humor she's kept her strength through everything that she's gone through um, but there's always been something that she's held back and she's. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like this little, again, it just it's a sense of loneliness mm-hmm. that I feel is really integral to the character. And, you know, when she feels like she can't rely on anyone else, even though she's been proven time and time again that she's got people who love her and care about her. Right now, where we start the series, she's in a pretty bad headspace. And so it's just, uh, so yeah, I, I feel like that's something that a lot of people can relate to. I definitely relate to it where sometimes your brain lies to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And certainly Jess has had a lot of other people lying to her, but at this point, I think maybe she doesn't quite trust herself. And so, yeah, that's definitely something I relate to. Um, is there, is there a particular Spider-Woman story, uh, you know, from, from the character's history that, that you're a fan of? Uh, I really love Bendis, uh, Bendis's origins and definitely read up on that if you want maybe a few little extra secrets in the, uh, the coming series. Uh, I, 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 I always felt he had a really good, really good sense of her voice, um, in Avengers and in uh, in Origins, like th- those would definitely be some of my favorite runs with with Jess. Uh, which of Jessica's relationships, platonic and romantic alike, do you feel most define her? Secrets. Secrets. Yeah. Let's. Let's let's secrets that one. Okay, <laughs> acceptable. Um, the next one I feel like we already answered because it's about helicopter explosions. So I'm going to pass. Oh, over actually, to that. wait. Ooh. wait, 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 wait. Actually, what? I want to go back. Okay. I, I, I want Please. to not. I want to not secrets that one. Okay. I, I'm going to say her father. Mm. Ah, all right. All I right. think that one. I think that one actually, like, even though it's not the current relationship, I, I know mm-hmm. everyone's expecting, like, all the cool pal stuff, but I feel like her father's relationship was actually probably one of the most defining ones, just because 
it was both what formed her into who she is, but was also a betrayal. So I think that was a very important one. Okay. Okay. Now, now I can save secrets for later. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a one-time option, like the uh, no, lifelines like, on. It's always who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like looking at my secrets cards. Like, how many secrets cards do I have that I can toss out? So, yeah. <laughs> when can I phone a friend? Um, <laughs> all right. What percentage of the book will be puns? <laughs> Uh, so far, I'm trying to remember. I I don't think I've got, I, I'm sure I've got bad jokes in it because it's me, but so far, <laughs> nothing excruciating yet, but I'm sure it'll be coming up. Right now, she's not really in a punny mood. <laughs> but yes, uh, my, my puns are Kieran Gillen level terrible, so on uh, Twitter that that I think about half of the questions that people were responding to you guys when you're like this seems random it's like no nah, that's just a reference to one of my puns <laughs> by the way saying my puns are Kieran Gillen level terrible is the comic creator equivalent of like a hip-hop brag track Oh no! It's like, oh, no. We 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 have thrown down gauntlets. Like it's the pun gauntlet is is definitely tossed. Uh, so I so I, I like the shortest one that I can tell you because usually I tell them on Twitter is these huge long shaggy dog stories that make everybody yell at me. <laughs> um, the shortest one and that there was a reference uh, in one of the questions someone say is the eel joke. Which is just, uh, so I met this old sea captain and he told me every morning he jerks off into his pet moray's uh, aquarium. And I was like, why do you do that? And he's like, Bustin makes me eel food. what you get to look forward to with the Carla Pacheco brand. Helicopters, <laughs> explosions, uh, Punisher and Hot Pants, and uh, really bad puns. Sign me <laughs> up! <laughs> Do you need a moment? <laughs> no. No, I, I'm a professional. Um, Matt, I'm crossing the eel question off the list yes. farther down. <laughs> We've got that one taken care of. Um... Anyway, so the that next one, oh. anyway, that one's gonna haunt you. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> now you you'll, you'll wake up at three a.m. remembering that one. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> no, it certainly was an electrifying answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so back to Twitter questions, and one on a little more of a directly related note: um, Will Jessica stay involved with Strike Force? Bye. Uh, there's some elements of Strike Force uh, in the first issue. Mm -hmm. Not in the first story, but they did actually expand the uh, the first issue to a 30-page story. So there's we see a few Strike Force pals, but mostly the book, uh, time-wise, we're kind of spinning off Jess is doing your own thing right now. 
she she's got some stuff to deal with. <laughs> so I I wouldn't say it's they might show up again. Um, and it's not necessarily like we're taking her out of continuity. Mm-hmm. It's just everything that's been going on still exists. We're not making anything non-canon or uh, getting rid of the continuity. It's just right now she's kind of off doing her own thing. But yeah. but there 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 are some uh, there are some old familiar pals that show up in issue one. It's like Wolverine. He can have his solo adventures and also be on the X-Men and X-Force and the Avengers. And mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I do love that so many people have been, like uh, Kelly and Teeny have been doing awesome work with Jess. And uh, so I definitely do- didn't want to, I guess, pretend that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, because they're doing amazing stuff with her. Just right now, like, for this series, her off on her own is is definitely, you know, it's Jess off on her own, which she hasn't gotten to do for many, many years. So we get, we get to see what, what happens when she does that. The answer is blows up helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Next, uh, is the baby okay? He's fine. There we go. See, secrets <laughs> Jerry is fine he's totally he's so happy right now uh, okay the the next one is another me, that... me, 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 me cackling evilly in the background says nothing right <laughs> Not <laughs> you, guys the fix, you guys can fix that in post Jerry's fine he's he's having a great time note to self amplify cackling <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so next up are there any superhero specific Carl apologies <laughs> uh, well so Carl apologies are uh, this series of postcards I made that you can occasionally find at conventions which are terrible terrible things I've said in real life to people printed up in on really fancy postcards and there are not any superhero specific ones, I don't think, unless the one that's like, I'm sorry, my titties are so rad. That's kind of a superpower. But uh, in general, I, I don't believe any are actually superhero related. Maybe in the future. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure in the future. I'm sorry I kept putting the Punisher in hot pants. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's not a thing you I, legitimately need to be sorry for. I, no, nor am I. I I'm yeah. not sorry. I'm not sorry in the least. <laughs> I regret nothing. Good day. Um, <laughs> finally, who has the superior spicy chicken sandwich? Yeah, I saw that one. Uh, Bojangles. Just because, yeah. I'm going to go with Bojangles just for the few times that I get to go to Heroes. <laughs> It's like I just escape the con floor and just shove as much uh, Bojangles spicy chicken biscuits into my mouth as I can at one time. The answer is three. <laughs> I, and I appreciate you zagging when you could have easily zigged. <laughs> <laughs> so th- th- that's the end of the Twitter lightning round. So now back to just me and Dan asking you random <laughs> stuff. Um, 
you wrote a story in the recent all-female creator uh, Marvel anthology, Fearless, featuring yeah. Night Nurse. Yeah. Uh, how did that come about? Were you kind of given a list of characters to choose from, or did you have a burning Night Nurse story in your head to begin with? Uh, Kathleen Wisniewski, uh, uh, the editor over at Marvel, she did. Uh, she's who I worked with uh, on uh, most of my previous stuff before that. Uh, she specifically is like, oh, we're doing Fearless, and would you like... She, she did uh, ask, like, would you like to do a Night Nurse story? So Kathleen did specifically ask for a Night Nurse story, but I was super excited about it. Uh, I, I think Night Nurse is rad, and she might be popping up again in Spider-Woman. Ooh. Secrets. Secrets. <laughs> uh, no, Lin- so I, I was super excited to dig into Linda Carter and... Again, it's a character that I just think it's so neat because it's someone who kind of wants to serve the superhero community, but it feels a little bit on the outside, even though, she, I mean, she's part of it, but she doesn't have powers of her own. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I had so much fun with that story. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I liked kind of setting up, like, obviously, previously, she'd had a relationship with Doctor Strange and I kind of liked but you know they broke up a long time ago I like just showing them being friends eating Puerto Rican food um I can show you the on a map the exact restaurant (laughs) that they got the takeout from before they went and ate ate Puerto Rican food in Central Park (laughs) um because I, I do your- love that. That is a common thing where, where creators like work their favorite restaurants into books. <laughs> it for me, I, I lived in New York for about two years, uh, like lived in Astoria, worked in uh, Midtown. And I mean, for me, with all of my stories, I go, I, I do a lot of really, really nerdy uh, shit where I'm like plotting out on a map exactly where this place would be based on these demographics demographics and where would night nurse had moved her clinic because hell's kitchen is super gentrified now she wouldn't still have they they wouldn't still be there they'd they'd be up uh, upper east side um be up in east harlem um and so i'll plot out exactly like where everything is logistically like I'll have a Google Maps up <laughs> <laughs> to be figuring out like exactly oh where where's the best like takeout place here that they would just walk over to the park and oh where's where's this situate where where would the clinic be here so they end up at this spot later you know um so like I I plot all that stuff out even if no one will see it just so I know it because it. For me, it's important to just know where all that is. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, so Night Nurse was, was a lot of fun. Uh, and that whole book, I, I did think it was really cool doing that entire series of all-female editors, all-female writers, letters, colorists, everybody. It was it was very, very cool. It's great. 
Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I, I just read actually in, in prepping for this was the uh, the Fantastic Four uh, twenty ninety nine one shot. <laughs> yeah. So I know I just yeah you're laughing and I know why you're yeah. laughing. And I'll just say this, uh, you know, spoiler alert, but no, congrats on writing the bleakest Herbie story ever. Uh, I which I I have to imagine is tough to do when you're dealing with a robot who looks like the one that Screech built on Saved by the Bell. Oh no, I like uh, in my art notes specifically mm-hmm. when I was because Herbie's had a couple different art incarnations like mm-hmm. he's had different designs uh, my my art note for that was I need the cutest version of Herbie <laughs> just to so do it the saddest thing just just to make it hurt more Any, anyway yeah it, anyone listening now if you haven't already read Fantastic Four 2099 29, I would A I'd appreciate it if you did but be yeah uh i kind of that was very much a uh polarizing issue (laughs) (laughs) i i got a lot of what did you do (laughs) also oh my god you monster (laughs) uh it was the worst one was somebody started reading it and tweeted at me and it's like oh my god i love this new fantastic four and i'm like oh no oh no then they get to the end it's like oh my god it's like yeah wait for it (laughs) (laughs) um so with the with all the 2099 books um I, it was my first time I got to be on one of those big conference calls mm-hmm. with all the other writers for the the whole 2099 event. It was very exciting, uh, and then we're all we're all kind of coordinating our stories because mm-hmm. uh, you know Nick Spencer wrote the big you know it was a spinoff off of Spider Man. We had the big event, everyone you know, and then all these cool one shots, uh, which I thought was amazing. Just like it built this big world. And uh, Nick Spencer and Nick Lowe specifically, they they wanted to kind of dig deeper into the 2099. So it wasn't, we weren't just like bringing back old characters. The original Fantastic Four 2099, like it was the one where they actually all ended up clones (laughs) Um, or time travelers, that type of thing. And they, they wanted something new. And I was great because I was super excited. I was, I was like, oh yeah, I can build a whole new Fantastic Four. Like, I'm gonna swap out, like I, it was all, it was basically all women. <laughs> it was women of color. Uh, it was uh, extremely gay, which I love. And I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna make an entirely uh, queer, women of color Fantastic Four. And then <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're we're pitching all of our different ideas, and I'm talking about like, okay, well, here's you know, I've got like this whole new team that Herbie came up with, and I go, and so we could kind of do this at the ending, and again, this is a conference call with like the Knicks, all the Marvel <laughs> editors, you know, Ed Brisson and Gary Duggan and Chip and everybody, and I'm like. So I was like, okay, so yeah, my idea is this. We could do this and this and this. I go, or I could just kill them all. (laughs) And everybody in the conference call goes, yeah! 
do that! <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> um, the direct quote from Nick Spencer was, I really appreciate your dedication to murder. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I take that, you know, kill all your precious darlings line up really, really literally. Um, so, but I mean, it was always intended to be a one shot. It was intended mm-hmm. to be a darker moment in the 2099 world. Like it wasn't, wasn't supposed to have a happy ending. Because <laughs> <laughs> the 2099 world is usually such full of puppies and sunshine. <laughs> Yeah, it's usually delightful, but usually there's some sort of element of hope at the end. Not for <laughs> Carla. <laughs> yeah, that was uh yeah, it's like I I tossed out a couple of possibilities like, well, we can, you know, we could have maybe they they go off and, you know, I was like, or I can just kill everyone. And they're like, well, yeah, do that. It's like, all right. <laughs> um but yeah, there, there. I will admit there is a fair amount of sadistic glee on my part where it's like I'm building this really cool team. Like I love the team. Like mm-hmm. I thought they were really cool. I loved getting to know all of them, and then I just fucking murder everybody in the last two pages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's that. Put that put that up there with the Punisher and hot pants and helicopter explosions. <laughs> Carla just wants to rip your heart out. <laughs> I, episode title. Episode title. Episode title. Uh, I was actually having a conversation, like, so I'm text while I'm writing this, I'm texting back and forth actually with Chip Starsky because I love him and we also love just annoying each other. Um, and at one point I, I, I did actually say something. I was like, people don't understand that the people that they think are funny, like the comedy writers mm-hmm. are actually, uh, Generally, hopefully, in my case, I know Chip is great at it. I hope that I am eventually, someday, it's good to see it. At Again, at ripping your heart out, I go, it's like, they don't understand. We only make the joke so it hurts harder when you make you cry. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, the jokes are just there so when we actually punch you in the nuts, it hurts worse. <laughs> There, there's your, there's your other possible episode title. <laughs> so speaking of killing lots of things, um, yes. your yes. your Punisher annual for Acts of Evil uh, yeah. was delightful. Um, oh, and uh, I'm going to kind of just run a couple of questions together on this one, and you can answer them at your leisure. Um, so. Both, what made you go back and think Punisher and J. Jonah Jameson, that's the Marvel's next great odd couple? And also, uh, as the music was playing during their suiting up montage, uh, which one of them decided New Kids on the Block was the way to go? Or was that just ground <laughs> control pumping that in? I was actually, uh, that in, the entire, uh, I, my joke about the beginning like the setup of that issue and not really a joke because I did actually just kind of rip it off was that I was 
definitely not ripping off the plot of the 1980s movie Space Camp. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That totes did. Um, (laughs) Figuring out a way to accidentally launch uh, Punisher and J. Jonah Jameson into space. As you do. So that one with Acts of Evil, they... Again, it was Kathleen Wisniewski. He's like, oh, we're doing Acts of Evil again. We're bringing it back. It's a one shot. I had a lot. I had so much leeway on that one. Again, it's like, we just need a hero and a villain that normally wouldn't be fighting. So Marvel Mad Libs, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, my first list of uh, pitches was all Punisher hits a baby J. Jonah Jameson hits a baby uh, Spider-Man hits a baby Deadpool hits a baby Like I don't know I just really wanted somebody to fight a baby um, I'm more worried I, about Jerry now just just throwing that out there. <laughs> he's fine <laughs> he's having such a good time right now guys so much fun seriously he's literally I am not lying right now I am not lying he's riding around on a goat Oh, isn't it cute? It's adorable. I'm not lying. <laughs> uh, but when you've so, been given the express permission to lie, that is less comforting. I'm not lying. Jerry is riding a goat right now. Matt, and it's time in the to time of his women. life. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, so they, uh, I, I had a lot of leeway on who I could come up with fighting, you know, good versus evil. Just it needed to be unexpected. Mm-hmm. And obviously the ones, I, obviously I wanted to do Punisher for hot pants opportunities. And also, like, I love J. Jonah Jameson. Like, I, I really had so much fun writing him. And to me, actually, the two, the dichotomy of the character for me actually worked out, I thought was great. Um, at one point, I, I guess, like, I, I, I feel like J. Jonah Jameson, for all his bluster, he does at this, the end of the day, he's got this really deep sense of justice. Mm-hmm. Whereas Punisher, I described it once. <clears throat> and that's so the ending of that one actually went dark as well. <clears throat> Carla. Um, but at the end of the day, J. Jonah Jameson believes in justice and doing things kind of by the rules for other people, not for himself necessarily, but for, uh, you know, he believes in justice. Frank believes in Frank. And. So I felt putting those two together, even if they were at odds in the beginning, they would kind of come to uh, not necessarily a friendship, but kind of a friendship. Like, deep down, they kind of like each other. Um, And then at the end, (laughs) Punisher gonna punish, and uh, J. Jonah Jameson gonna J. Jonah. Um, (laughs) <laughs> Which is a lot of shaking his fist and uh Yeah, shaking his fist, thinking he's right, 
Um, but it was great. It, it was funny because I, I was just like, ah, J. Jonah Jameson versus the Punisher. And uh, editors were like, we actually need a villain. I was like, uh, the brute. Like, it's like, that was me. That was me, like, looking around the apartment, like, uh, the brood. And they're like, yeah. I was like, okay, great. But in space. We're, we're clear that it's in space, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... I, I honestly feel like uh, 90% of my pitches to Marvel have been me saying something really ridiculous that I don't think they're going to let me do, and then they let me do it, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm getting away with so much. Ah, <laughs> like, oh, what if I made a whole new Fantastic Four and then murdered them? Yeah, awesome. It's like, Sweet. <laughs> anyway, Spider Man, Spider Woman's gonna be real interesting. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we'll amplify cackling again here. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to like write in a like a note. Carla cackled here. <laughs> here be cackles. <laughs> Michael laugh, Michael laugh, Michael laugh. Chortle, chortle, chortle. <laughs> All right. What well, What were the other ones that uh, asked me more questions about how wrong my head is? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, since you guys are new to the entire Carla experience, basically everything can be summed up by with by a. Uh, why did you think this was okay? <laughs> well, you wrote Rick and Morty. That is the credo of Rick and Morty. Like in my mind, I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> you, know, you know what though? I mean, that's a good that's a good example though. Thinking about Rick and Morty and Matt being awesome at segues, um, you know, just thinking about licensed comics, the you know. Rick and Morty is kind of it's one of those ones you can't really you can't break it you know what I mean like yeah. if you've got oh, no, those yeah. crazy out there ideas I, I can't imagine even with you know going through Oni and then you know Cartoon Network uh, above them you know who's going to tell you no there given that given the nature of that show oh oh so many people <laughs> <laughs> yeah no uh no, I I loved uh, doing the, the the shorts for Rick and Morty for the uh, the comics, but um, but yeah, they actually you you do have to go through quite a quite a process on those um, because you have both Cartoon Network mm -hmm. plus the studio plus Oni plus uh, standards and practices. Uh, they actually, I think they get away with a lot more stuff on the show than you're allowed to get away with in the comics. So I, I had like a lot of specific stuff where it's like, oh, you can't say this, this, like, can't say bitch, can't say, uh, any, like, you can't say even like, oh God, like you can't use religious references. Um, so imagine trying to write Rick. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of squiggly symbols. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it's I, but I, I I always appreciate that. For me, as as a cuss smith, um, I quite appreciate 
having to go a little deeper to find a better cuss. Like, if you can come up with a cuss that's more ridiculous than just the basic ones, that's always going to be way funnier. So I, I don't mind that. Uh, but it, it was interesting because every, like, script level, art level, lettering level, final level, everything had to be approved by additional parties. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, I, I loved writing him, though. Uh, I, I very, very much, I mean, it was my, fa- it's my favorite show. <laughs> um, because I basically am Rick, if you guys haven't figured it out by now yet. Um, I live on a boat. I write comic books for a living. I won the Exxon Valdez from Waterworld fighting in the Thunderdome. It, my life's a little weird. Ah. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> how often... Yeah. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. There's just not much that can be added to that. Uh. Welcome to the Carla experience, guys. <laughs> well, here, here. Let's um, let, let's 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 work into the kind of the cool down exercises here. Um, Bring it on down. Sure. Uh, what is your? Uh, what is your? Are you doing uh, any uh, shows or cons uh, coming up now that we're heading back into the season? I will be drunkenly wandering around Emerald City Comic Con uh, in the next month. Um, usually, like I'm not uh, not exhibiting right now. Uh, I don't know if I've got anything coming up, like event wise, there. But I'll be uh, basically <laughs> how Carla does a con. Which, again, will probably not surprise you now that you guys have gotten to know me a little better. I I hold court uh, I, I at the Sheraton Bar. So you can find me at the Sheraton Bar during Emerald City Comic Con. I'll be sitting there, might be reading, might be talking to a whole bunch of people. I'll definitely be drinking. And I just kind of hang out and then people come and see me and I don't have to go to any parties or try to organize a dinner between eight or 10 people while we all walk all over Seattle trying to find things. So I've kind of got it down to a science. It's awesome. Now Uh, uh, you, you mentioned living on a boat. Uh, (laughs) Will you take the boat to shows as a means of conveyance? I I do not. I actually, so I'm in the Seattle area, but I am across the Puget sound from it. Um, But the slippery pig (laughs) is the name of my boat. Great name. Yep. Uh, that's how I knew it was my boat. I didn't even name it that. That's just, I showed up, it was named the Slippery Pig, and that's how I knew it was my boat, so I bought it. Um, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> um, that's the least weird thing we've heard in about <laughs> half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you you guys uh, obviously like you've you've had uh, Chris Sims on recently, right? Uh, yeah, 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 just like yeah, time. yeah. So uh, I remember, I, I believe the uh, first time I was on War Rocket Ajax, uh, they had to title. In my mind, it's perfectly normal. <laughs> was their title for the episode that I was on for them? Um, because in my mind, all of this is perfectly normal. <laughs> um. 
But yeah, it's like I showed up, I saw the slippery pig, I bought the boat, now I live on a boat. Um Again. <laughs> Just does everyone else not do this? <laughs> um, what are you uh, What are you reading right now? A bunch of really trashy fantasy novels. <laughs> uh, Elaborate. <nah>, secrets. <laughs> that okay. one's actually that one's actually a secrets out of shame. So I I am a nonstop voracious reader. Mm-hmm where I usually read a book or at least half a book a day. But it means in order to not completely bankrupt myself, I mostly read a whole bunch of stuff off Kindle Unlimited. And it ends up being just like the worst fucking shit ever. (laughs) You know, it's like, and I could just stop. I could just read a good book and then, you know, go actually write my spider-woman script like i was supposed to today but now nah, i just stay here reading some really shitty reimagining of fairy tales for the 17th time so yeah that's that's kind of what i do <laughs> comics oh, co- yeah. co- comics wise <laughs> uh uh i like really love starsky's white trees um six gun is like I just started rereading that because I loved it so much. Um, yeah, I, I like westerns. <laughs> mm. I like I like westerns and uh, dudes fighting in the woods with their dicks out. They, that first one, that last one's Chip. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, I've been meaning to convince my gaming group to do a. a- the sixth gun RPG. I, I'm still working oh, on them because they're, they're not as Western as I am, but I'm going to keep at it. I, I, there is at some point, uh, some point in the future, been talking with a couple pals. Uh, I do have a Western that I will be doing at some point, but we'll see, we'll see where that ends up, but it should be cool. Um, I bet it's when you're native American, you have a really, uh, weird, relationship with john wayne <laughs> sure mm-hmm. but but also i super love john wayne movies <laughs> so uh I, I i just love westerns but also it's like half the time i'm watching i'm just like eh, dude come on <laughs> um but but yeah so uh western comics and western movies are hugely my jam so there'll they'll be one in the future at some point and I know someone who might be listening to this is going like where's my script <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally uh, as we're as we're wrapping up uh, you know how you're people... like you're like thank god we can only stand so much <laughs> I would I would very easily stand for more. Uh, how yes. can people follow you online uh, and everything you're doing if you in fact wish to be followed? I, I do lo- I love being followed. Uh, at the Carla Pacheco on Twitter is usually the best place to find all my shenanigans and buffoonery. Um, and then that's obviously the K A R L A P A C H E C O. Um, 
but yeah, the Carla Pacheco on Twitter, and I keep everyone posted on all the comic stuff, but also I make really, really fantastic, don't listen to what anyone else says, uh, great, great jokes, and you should ignore everyone who just keeps yelling, God damn it, Carla, at me. <laughs> Bustin, Bustin makes me evil food. And that is the note we are leaving on. Carla, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. That's it for this week's show. As always, you can listen to WMQ&A on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and at WMQComics.com, where new episodes move Tuesday mornings. You can support WMQ&A and WMQComics.com at Patreon.com slash WMQComics. For just a dollar donation, get you early access to episodes, the ability to promote your work on our site, and a customized bonus reading column written by our own Matt Lazowitz, built around the character, creator, or theme of your choice. And a $2 donation gets you a free random comic book in the mail from my collection. And if we hit $10 in monthly donations, we'll start a new project, either a podcast about the DC animated features, a deep dive retrospective on James Robinson and Tony Harris' Starman, or a manga for beginners feature. Uh, big thanks to our patrons, Steve Morris from uh, Shelf Dust, Charlie Davis from the Young Ones Podcast, Robert Secundus from Docs Talks at XavierFiles.com, and Scott Madrinsky from Mojoswork.com. You can follow WMQ Comics on Twitter and Facebook, and you can follow me on Twitter at Daniel P. Grote and Matt Lazowitz at MattLaz1013. Not a fan of social media? Sign up for our weekly Q newsletter, which gives you the best of WMQ every week in your inbox. Finally, and most importantly, Check out WMQComics.com for all your comics news, previews, reviews, interviews, and plain old views. And we'll see you next time. WMQA!